welcome to The Real Emulsion. I'll be your host for the evening. My name is Zach Heaton, and let's get started. All right, so officially, episode one. Uh, we had our intro half episode um, that I kind of talked about what I wanted to cover um, with this series, but I didn't really go through anything else, and I, I said I didn't want to really talk about too much. I just wanted to throw it out there kind of got my name going and I'm giving myself a little bit of uh, a push let's say that to get me going so this episode I wanted to introduce myself um, just kind of give you a little bit about me um, so I'm just not some random dude talking to space all right so my name is Zach Heaton I'm a professional photographer I've been shooting, let's say I've been shooting for about 12 years now professionally. Um, I run workshops, I do private tutoring, I go out and take a lot of photos, and I have a lot of fun. And But that's what it's all about, right? Having fun. I am sponsored by a few different people. Um, I have a few different affiliates. Um, my current sponsors right now are Optech. Uh, USA, which is a stellar strap company. They make all kinds of stuff. They don't just make straps. Um, Koken is my second sponsor, and they are a filter company that I love. Um, their filters are pretty rocking. And if you don't have any, you can get on their website and order some um, using my code, which is Heaton15. I believe that's it. I will have to uh, put some notes out there uh, for that. Um, and my affiliates would be Really Right Stuff, um, Delkin Devices, which is memory cards, and that's about it. I do a lot of work with uh, Kodak Professional, so I'll name drop them because they're pretty awesome, and uh, I really enjoy working with them. Um, let's go through. Let's let's go through how I got started. Um, I wasn't really into photography for a long time. My parents were both doing it professionally. Uh, my sister at the time was going to school for it, so she was, you know, hanging out with them, and uh, they were all going out and, you know, shooting sunrise and sunset all the time, and I just kind of did my own thing. I kind of grew into it when I wanted to start shooting film, and I got into it, and you know, that kind of gave me a little, you know, a push, you know. That's something I'm interested in. I want to give it a shot. So I shot film for a while, but I never developed. I only shot the film, and it stayed on the roll. Uh, don't ask me why. I have no idea why I never developed or why I even shot film if I wasn't going to look at my pictures. Um, I was also shooting digital at the time, but nothing, nothing real serious. Um, none of it. I actually thought would go anywhere. Uh, I guess it kind of did, but um, so I, I was doing that. I believe I took a little break and then I jumped back into it. We took a trip to the Grand Tetons one year. My dad was doing a scouting trip for fall in the Tetons, I believe. And maybe it was spring. I think it was spring. Um, so we went out there. I brought a camera. I brought a digital camera with me and I was kind of took my breath away you know it's the Grand Tetons um, it's just kind of a wild scenery the mountains are like right in your face so that jump started 
the photography thing, um, I started doing a lot of GoPro work and uh, a little bit of video here and there. And that kind of, that's how it went. And I went digital for a good, good while. And I wanted to jump back into film. Um, I was seeing, seeing a lot of pictures, people posting, um, and I, I decided I wanted to take that jump. So I started shooting film again, and that was 35 millimeter. And I, I believe I was shooting with a Pentax K1000. That was my uh, my first 35 millimeter camera. So I took that thing everywhere and and learned how to operate. And you know that's a fully manual camera. That's you know aperture, shutter speed. Um, so you're you're really getting into it. And uh, I thought that was awesome. So. I wanted to start developing and I hadn't really, you know, I didn't really look into it. I started researching it at the time and I wanted to have the most, most knowledge I could about everything, you know, everything possible that I was about to jump into. So I got my base down and I ended up meeting a girl and she we were dating for a little bit and she ended up buying me a darkroom kit like um you know the trays the tongs uh measuring beakers everything that kind of goes with it and you know i was kind of like well holy cow uh i'm actually gonna do this so i did it and then i ended up buying chemicals and jumped right into it and man i full speed hit it head on i didn't slow down um, I couldn't get enough of it. Film was it. I loved everything about it. Um, just everything. The, the feeling, the smells, the look you got from your images. And then I jumped into enlarging and seeing that first image come up on that paper when you dumped it in a developer was just magic. Like, just pure magic. So, I was hooked. Um, that's all it took for me. Um, so I started collecting 35 millimeter cameras, um, old film expired, everything expired. Um, I jumped into medium format. My first medium format was a Mamiya C3 and that kind of made me go a little bit further and I just, medium format was to me just awesome at the time. It was, you know, everything I'd hoped it to be and so I was shooting a lot of 120 and then so I worked my way through a few different 120 cameras I did uh, the Mamiya C3 and then I jumped to a Mamiya 645S or 645 Pro I believe it was I'm not sure um, and I love that camera that was I got that as a kit from one of my dad's buddies photography buddies um, and it came in a real nice silver case and it had all the lenses with it and the grit and um, came with two rolls of Velvia 100 and you know at the time I, I hadn't I had fooled around with 35 millimeter slide but I never really got into it and uh, I knew this stuff was pretty well expired so we ended up going to a carnival it's a local carnival around here and uh, I decided why not take this camera um, load this roll of 120 up and uh, put it to work see how it handled and the results were stellar um, just 
everything about it the colors it was just so realistic um the lighting was perfect on the on all these buildings and i was photographing the rides and the people and uh it was a lot of fun and then from there i jumped into i got rid of that camera actually and i wish i kind of wouldn't have because um, i really loved that camera and it was such a solid camera um, from there i jumped to the rb67 pro pro 2 I'm a little off on my uh, my camera stuff tonight. Um, and that camera is a brick. I love it. It's a brick. It's extremely heavy. Um, if I'm going to shoot it, I'm not usually freehanding. I'm, I'm usually throwing that on the tripod to shoot with because it's so heavy. And it's a little more to operate than the 645. Um, you have the dark slide you got to pull out of the back and stuff like that. But it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I love the camera as well. And uh, I probably won't ever get rid of that camera um, just because it's, you know, it's pretty sweet. It's 6x7. You can't really beat that either. Uh, so from there, I jumped into, let's see, what started? I started my 4x5. I was in Utah, and there was a lot of people out there with uh, large format cameras. And I was hearing a lot of stories uh, people my age getting into it and I decided well I can do that I did all this I did 35 millimeter and C41 processing and E6 and jumped into medium format and had no issues with that and decided you know what 4x5 sounds like it's for me so I got my camera um, you know I searched high, high and far low and high whatever is for my camera and found one got it um, got some parts, uh, everyone kind of donated some um, slides for it, and uh, that was it for that. I was hooked on 4x5. It was the coolest thing since sliced bread. I got into, uh, I got a little tank for developing. Um, it does six sheets, and I believe it was like a thousand milliliters of chemicals, which kind of blew me away. I felt like I was wasting a lot of chemicals, but... Um, yeah my results from that were pretty awesome and i dubbed that my um you know stellar shot so if i got this four by five out you know it was a pretty good shot i was shooting so that was about my journey on film i, I did i ended up my four by five i uh everyone kind of teased me like you're gonna jump to eight by ten and I, you know uh i had thought about it for a while but i'm pretty content at four by five I don't think I really uh, need to go beyond that. It's kind of the uh, the the perfect format. I'm enjoying 4x5. I'm still shooting my medium format. And currently, I jumped back to 35mm. I started buying bulk rolls at 50 and 100 foot and of black and white film. And I'm shooting a Nikon F3. So I kind of I acquired that one from a really good buddy of mine and the camera came it showed he asked if i wanted it and you know oh, you're not going to turn down a nikon f3 all right let me back up the whole story went i had a nikon f5 and that was my flagship i loved that camera i was using it all the time street photography you know uh anything landscape portrait i was using that camera that's the only one i used and uh I was looking at other cameras, I was going on photo walks with people, and they're all got these classic F3s, and you know, all the all the classic Nikon cameras, and you know, I wanted, I wanted a different camera. 
I wanted a different 35 millimeter camera. So I had looked around and I ended up watching the movie Water Mitty. And in the movie, um, I forget what the guy's name was. He was shooting a Nikon F3 Titanium. Um, and I was like, holy cow, I want a Nikon F3. So I found a guy on Facebook in one of the groups, I forget what it was, and he had an F3 he was getting rid of, and I said, hey man, I said, you want to trade the F5 for that? And he said, sure. So we traded. He sent me the camera, I sent him mine. I get the camera, and it's not working right. Um, the, the shutter speed dial was malfunctioning i don't know something was wrong with it when i would press the shutter it would instead of let's say i was shooting at a 60th of a second i'd press the shutter and it would automatically jump to 2000 and then back when the shutter closed um or shutter reopened excuse me and so i developed i shot the roll developed and everything was black so nothing came out the camera obviously wasn't working and I was having a lot of issues. I was frustrated that I got rid of my pristine F5 and I got this thing. And then my buddy hit me up and he says, I have this F3 laying around. I got it a while ago. I hardly used it. Do you want it? I said, yes, I'll take it. Yes, please. And he sent it to me and the thing came in immaculate condition. It was like brand new, fresh out of the box. I uh, had all these parts to put on it, you know, I put the battery grip on it, um, I had all these different prisms, um, the second shutter button, and the flash hot shoe, I put all that on, and I love the camera, I carry it everywhere I go now, it's amazing. Um, and I'm really excited that I jumped into uh, hand rolling my own stuff, because not only am I saving a couple bucks, I mean, I think I am at least, um, it's kind of more... To me, it feels very, you know, um, more hands-on. You know, I'm, I'm one step closer to doing everything myself. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a true believer in you're shooting film, you're developing your own work. Um, and I've always been a firm believer in that. And, and nothing against anyone who's not developing your own stuff, because I know there's complications, there's space timing you know i know how it goes um i was fortunate enough to always have my own space to develop my own um film so um yeah i'm not knocking anyone who isn't i just personally think that since i'm shooting i want to do my own work you know it's it's shooting is half the battle and processing is the other half so to me hand rolling just kind of it, it brought me closer to you know doing everything myself and i really enjoyed that so i'm having a lot of fun with that and if you've never done it i highly recommend it um it's it's pretty cool um you know it's not not that cool but i like it so all right what else we got so i went over my camera i went over how i got started um i covered my sponsors uh what else do i got i've been listening to uh <clears throat> the film photography project a lot here lately um catching up on back episodes i missed a lot um i kind of let's say i took a hiatus for a few months um i just had a son and he turned a year 
December 14th, he turned a year old. So I was taking a little break, focusing on the family life because I knew photography would be here when I got back. Um, so, but it was a nice little break getting away from the uh, hustle and bustle. We were running a lot of workshops um, and we were traveling the United States and it felt like every other month I was going from the house um, for a few weeks at a time. And um, don't get me wrong, it was a lot of fun. Um, but it was hustling. It was work. You were always on, and uh, and you were uh, always always had to focus on on everyone else, and you never really got to focus on yourself, which uh, didn't bother me. I enjoy uh, working with everyone. Um, it's nice teaching. I love sharing that gift with everyone that wants to learn. But it is also nice taking a break, stepping back, and focusing on yourself for a little bit. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, I am still running uh, smaller um, half-day to full-day workshops um, locally, um, and I live in the heart of Amish country, so I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I don't know if I uh, let that slide in the very beginning, um, but that's where I am from. So I run Amish country workshops, you know. I'll take you around and show you the best cover bridges or the best farm scenes you can find. And uh, I also do a lot of Longwood Gardens workshops that are like half morning workshops that I'll teach you the basics to photography, um, bettering your macro photography, stuff like that. Um, just mostly beginner stuff, except for my, my full day, like the Amish country is a, uh, it can be a beginner class uh, all the way up to advanced. Um, just depends on, on what you're looking for and, and what you'd like to get out of it, so... All right, so we kind of covered everything I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, that was kind of my topics there. I was just introduce myself, um, give you a little insight on where I'm coming from, uh, how I started, why I love the love the art, and uh, you know I'm gonna keep going with it all. And and I wanted to give you guys just you know a little piece of of who I am and and what I do. So I hope you got something out of it. Um, <clears throat> I've been looking into stand development um, the past couple days, so I've been reading a little bit about that. I wanted to do it a while ago, a few years ago, um, but I never got into it. Uh, just kind of what I was doing was working for me, the standard agitation. Uh, so uh, I want to jump into that. Um, I'm not going to talk about talk about it too much i just wanted to kind of uh say hey listen i'm going to do some stand developing um so um i am shooting with currently with my 35 millimeter i'm shooting uh, arista edu uh, ultra 400 um, that's my bulk film and i bought that because it's cheap uh, i didn't really know if i was going to be uh, into hand developing or i mean excuse me uh, hand rolling uh, which i am so i'll have to look into buying some other films and i remember i'm a kodak pusher so i really like kodak films um so stand development is something i'm going to try i've never done it before i am going to use xtol I've been searching the internet. I found a little bit on it. Nothing real crazy. Um, kind of seems like no one's done it. I mean, I'm sure a millions have done it, but um, from what I can see on the internet, it doesn't look like many people either tried it or they weren't very successful with it. 
Um, but I am looking for the high contrast. I am looking for better details was my main, you know, drawing point for trying the stand development. So um, I'm hoping that works pretty well uh, with my with my detail. Um, I like to shoot a lot of low ASA. Uh, I am in the 50 to 100 range. I am only shooting 400 ISO because my sun moves very fast and I need my shutter speed to be on the you know quicker side. So I just rigged up a flash. So I've been using this um, Quantaray QTB7500A. And I started, I actually found this, and uh, I put some batteries in it, and it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of started working. The red light came on, and it was auto-checking. So I started using it, and I've kind of, I've rigged it up, because it's got like the uh, built-in diffuser where you can like pull the end of the head out, and it gets diffused, or what they call diffused. Um, it's really just a little teeny bit less bright. Uh, but it still kind of kills your eyes. So I cut up some milk cartons and I cut like three rectangle sheets off of it and kind of shoved them in there so they stay in. And that's my diffuser now. And it works really good. So um, I'm actually impressed that it kind of took that much of an edge off. And uh, this one is actually built with a front flash as well. So the top, the, the main flash, you can actually um, rotate so it's left or right or up and down or bouncing off the ceiling so um, and then there's the front flash that you can actually uh, turn on or off and that I guess I'm gonna consider that the filler so I can bounce light off the ceiling or the wall and I can still have my front flash for filler um, so the it's actually it works very well for what I'm doing and uh, I'm actually pretty pumped I found it and I'm happy it's working so that was kind of a gold gold find and uh <clears throat> so got my flash got my iso 400 film um bulk rolling in the f3 and we're shooting away all right so i think i'm going to wrap this episode up i just wanted to uh get the intro out of myself and uh say hello to everyone again i think it's only been a week since my last post um, but that was only a half episode, so, uh, you know, I wanted to get a full one out here. And I'd like to do another one, just so if people actually are listening to these, I don't know why you would, but you can have something more to listen to. Um, so that would be nice, just to have, I could say I have three episodes on a podcast. Alright, so... I'm getting ready to go now into my dark room, which is in the back of the house, and I call it the bomb shelter. And I'm going to mix up some X-Toll, and I think I'm going to run it 1 to 4 so that I can do some stand development. I'm going to have to look into that a little bit. Maybe when I get off here I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read, a little, read a little more, or I'll watch some um, YouTube videos and... Uh, See if I can find anyone that has successfully done it and yielded very good results because <clears throat> this is all shots of my son that I, I don't want to lose. Um, so, and I'm not really, can't really experiment on any of my other ones. I guess I could just go shoot some film real quick and then throw that in there. Um, you know, test strips. I do have a full film fridge um, that is stocked up and ready to roll. And I kind of feel like I've been hoarding lately, but... 
um, I guess it's okay. And, oh, um, all right, so I wanted to throw in some plugs since this is my podcast and I can pretty much do whatever I want to do, right? So um, I have, if you're local to where I am, Pennsylvania, um, <clears throat> you are welcome to get on my website. It's www.zachheaton.net. Um, go to my workshop page and check out. Right now, I only have two out. It's my Longwood Gardens, which is on November, or February 23rd, um, which is in like two weeks or something like that. Um, click attend. Get on there and, and sign up and join me. Um, it's uh, 69 bucks um, for a half a day. You come out, you learn. I actually want to focus on depth of field, so um, you can master your depth of field, or it could just be a refresher course. Um, it doesn't have to be anything serious. Uh, most of my workshops are very laid back. I have some that are a little more intense that I want you to actually, um, you know, I want, I want it to be a focused learning course, not, not just fun. It is always fun, but you know what I mean, I think. Alright, so, and my other one is film. If you want to send me some film, um, you go ahead and do it. I accept all forms of film. Um, expired, super old film. I like film. If you want to send it in, um, you can go ahead and you shoot me a message if you would like. My email is zach at zachheaton.net. You go ahead and do that, and uh, I'll even pay shipping for your box of film. I can always use more, and my fridge, even though it is completely stocked, it I'm, there's still room. I can I can shove it in some of the cracks or something. I'll find a spot, or I'll even buy a new fridge and, and get a bigger one, or I'll stock our house fridge and get yelled at by the wife. But all right, <clears throat> so I'm going to end there with officially episode one, and I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about myself. Very narcissistic. Um, I know... <clears throat> Um, next episode, I will come up with some topics this week, and actually, I wanted to kind of see what you guys wanted to um, talk about. I know I had a couple films I wanted to go over, and, um, you know, I wanted to talk about how they handled, developed, and how the images came out. Um, I'm not really into scanning right now, but I would obviously scan some just to... Uh, see how the results went and uh we could talk about that a little bit you know uh grain contrast uh detail all that kind of good stuff that comes out of film but until then i hope everybody has a good week um it is now tuesday thank you so much for tuning in i know this is just a start but it's a start of something good and i'm very excited about where this is gonna go all right everybody have a good week <laughs>